back, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Dirty Twenties Podcast. My name is Marcus Dusik, and with me, as always, we have four plus one Britsy and Red Hot Role Players. Ain't none of them a rube. I remembered it this time. <laughs> Please introduce yourself, adventurers. I'm Richard. I'm playing cricket. I'm Toby, and I'm playing Longman. Oh god, are we having another wait off Emily and Craig? <clears throat> it's not just Emily and Craig this time. There's more. There's also oh, no. Matt now. Right? I mean, I'm, I should be at the end if I'm yeah, the guest, like, featuring yeah. Matthew. Like, come on. I could... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you got bamboozled. Uh, curses. Go! <laughs> I'm Emily, and I'm going to be playing Lizette. <laughs> I'm Craig, and I'm going to be playing Salem. Oh, thank you, everyone. <laughs> and for anybody who is still miraculously listening to the podcast, thank you for pitting up with that, because uh, that's insane. <laughs> All right. So, yes, we have another returning special guest this week, Matthew, as Madame Porridge. Um, Welcome back, Matthew. Thank you for joining us again. Thanks for having me back. Of course, a pleasure. So, last we left off, our intrepid adventurers, uh, dubbed the new Faded Five in last week's game by Cricket. You're welcome. <laughs> our new adventurers, or our intrepid adventurers, man, I got totally mixed up there. Our intrepid adventurers were once again in the middle of combat on the train, the Peterson Passenger Liner. One person dubbing themselves the Master Thief, Waluigi, spelt, of course, in the traditional Elvin W-A apostrophe L-U-I apostrophe G-I spelling, um, had locked themselves in the engine, uh, or the locomotive, um, and was demanding a specific item. They didn't actually know what the item they were looking for exactly was. All they knew was that it was some sort of stopwatch. As we rejoined the middle of the battle, uh, we were introduced to a phenomenal uh, and very surprisingly kind new uh, player, new character, this Goliath woman surrounded by these spectral raging drunks who came in, jumped an ungodly distance, and tried to pull people's arms off. We had Lonlin, with a incredible deception roll, managed to convince Luigi to open the locomotive, uh, and then proceeded to try to shank Luigi. The train uh, was unfortunately badly, badly, badly damaged by an explosion from one of these elves before they were knocked unconscious. And Salem, attempting to, well, save the train before the bridge collapsed, instructed Pete, the train, to move forward. But unfortunately, the damage had been so severe that only the front half of the train started moving at a very quick pace towards the rock slides blocking their path. Some quick thinking on the part of our heroes, some jumping back and forth by Cricket, some ridiculous spine devil tactics of tying ropes to everything. Uh, and you were able to manage to slow the train enough, and then Madame Porridge came, grabbed the rope, and pulled 
from the back half. And with that combined, we're able to slow the train enough that you didn't destroy the train hitting the rocks, but you got off the dangerous part of the track. And then you're able to clear the path as this Zeppelin flying the flag of the Order of Corruption came towards you, shooting missiles at the bridge and destroying it behind you. As you continued down this mountain pass, after leaving this treacherous bridge, the Zeppelin, or dirigible rather, the dirigible moved away, seeming not able to follow, and you interrogated Luigi, who informed you that he was indeed seeking to bring back corruption, the world-threatening force that had nearly destroyed the entire continent 47 years ago and that they were seeking a specific item that would allow them to find more items or a specific location rather uh he described it as a timepiece that's all he knew uh but our intrepid adventures were able to remember that one of the other people on the train had pulled out a stopwatch when the train stopped and looking for this woman, this Argentina cold hearth, you found her in the caboose, this beautiful, much bigger on the inside than the outside caboose that is actually owned by Madame Porridge. Argentina welcomed you in, gave a little bit of an explanation and then said that it would be better to explain at her home. And with everyone agreeing to join, clicked the button on the top of her pocket watch and transported you to this big, huge tower. You are, you see, as you appear, this tower made of like gigantic stones of white rock. There is frost lining all the walls, and it's hard to know if the rocks themselves are white or if there's just so much frost. It is minus 20 degrees at least. And in front of you, there is a big gleaming pile of silver objects, most of which are mechanical in nature. And as you appear, Argentina turns to you and says, Hello, and welcome to my home. Awfully shiny you got there. Uh... It is. I, uh... I have a bit of a penchant for the the finer craftsmanship, especially those made with silver. Oh, they're just they just gleam so beautifully. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's uh, it's quite a horn you got there. <laughs> I just kind of like 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 a uh, scratch at my collar upon saying that. I look down. <laughs> uh, and she smiles as you say that, and says, "I prefer to think of it as a collection." Yeah, yeah, that 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 works too. Yes, uh, it's one hell of a collection, then. Yes, it is. Uh, and she says, "I think you've. It seems like some of you maybe have a bit of an idea of who I might be, but." Uh, and she just starts walking away. And as she walks, she her body grows and swells. And you watch as her arms kind of like start folding down to the ground and she starts walking on all fours. And her silver hair seems to cascade down 
the back of her body. And as it cascades, it changes and ripples and hardens and becomes scales. And her clothing melts into her body. And you watch as these big, gigantic, silvery wings spread from her back. And as you watch over the span of about six seconds, this uh, this old, quite cute-looking halfling woman transforms into a gargantuan silver dragon who climbs onto the pile... Ting, 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 uh, circles around and like a cat kind of like kneads the pile and makes a bed and then just lays down with the, her head looking towards you. Well, that's a nice trick. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to like try and like slowly just kind of saunter behind Salem. <laughs> Oh, don't worry. If she was going to kill you, she would have done it already. Yeah, precautions don't hurt. Salem has opened their mouth, closed it, opened it again, closed it again, opened it a third time, and is just kind of standing there, staring. Lomlin is both frozen in place from both the cold and with fear. (laughs) <laughs> that is not paying attention. <laughs> Cricket moves behind Lizette because obviously they're very confident. So about this pocket watch, can we get it from you? Can we just take it, or are you just going to perform more tricks for us? Wait, are we not going to address the dragon in the room? <laughs> it's like the elephant, but we just don't address it. <laughs> I, I mean, wait, Chet's here. <laughs> Salem buries their face in their hands. <laughs> right, so Lizette, no, I'm not going to just give you the pocket watch. It's something dangerous. And frankly, I find that, well, once something's in my collection, I don't really like to part with it. Okay, then why are we here? Well, I believe you had some answers for me. Or some questions for me, rather. I had answers for you. (sighs) Well, uh... I... haven't the foggiest as to what questions we ought to be asking. Um... Lizette... I take it you know more about this whole affair than we do. Uh, Obviously. Yeah, well, I mean, that's not a surprise, quite frankly. But um, (laughs) have you got any useful questions? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Why can't we take the pocket watch? Hey, so how much do you know about the corruption and what came about from it or what caused it? Well... That's a very good question. I will have to look back into my notes. Though most of the information that I do attain, I don't really know where it's from. Uh, I know that whatever Waluigi or whatever his name was, was trying to do was to bring it back. And in order to bring it back, they need that pocket watch. 
and you have that pocket watch. So I would like to take it from you so that no one else can bring about the corruption again. As I... fun as it sounds. Yes. I guess my question for you is, why would you be a better guardian of the timepiece of travel than I? That's got a point. They're kind of a dragon. Can you turn into a dragon, dearie? Ah, give me a couple levels. <laughs> I'm just gonna like look wide-eyed and back up, back behind Salem again. I'm sorry. What are levels? What? <laughs> well, you know, as like a warlock of the archives, I think yeah, you understand. Lizette, that there are in fact levels to life and people can be like <laughs> they can grow in a, like actual levels. It's kind of like a little bit of a meta knowledge of how the universe actually works. Oh no. Metaphorge is not smart enough to know that. So. <laughs> Lizette looks up and can see Marcus. Broken past the wall. No. <laughs> I am the archives. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Lizette, what are you looking over, over these there? eleven thirty starts, guys? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's loopy. Yeah. Everything. Lizette, what, what are you looking up the ceiling for? What what what, are, what do you mean? You can see everything. It's it's fine. It's fine. Um I don't As think As you look I'm... again, the ceiling is just a ceiling. There's no face there. What were you thinking? Oh god. <laughs> It's happening again. <laughs> I don't think that we're better guardians. However, it would be beneficial for our organization to have all of the pieces for the corruption so that we know where they are so that no one can take them and bring about the corruption again. Right. And what organization might this be? We work for MacGuffins Incorporated. You... You know Al? And you see this like draconic face just breaks into a big grin. Sure. I love Al. Al is fantastic. Oh, why didn't you just... Okay, like, no, we... Okay. So, have you actually met him? Yes. Oh, he is... He's quite a character, I gotta say. I, have you... What, what bow tie was he wearing? Um, I can't see how this is relevant to whether or not you're going to give us the pocket watch. Oh, I'm, I'm... How do you know Al? Well, before Al settled down into a life of mundanity and office cleric work, um, or clerical work, he, well, the entire Fated Five, they were, they were the Fated Five. They were a band of many adventures. They went on many excursions, and one of them, they did try to take something from me, which I'll admit was our, our relationship did not go off to the best of starts, but oh, that Al, he is a charmer. His bow tie was magic. What? It, it, which it, one? Goodness. Uh, was it Okay, did you it, see the it, one with like the dragon wings? Yes, yes. <gasps> okay, I gave him that one. I I actually made it myself. You, all right. 
Well, I suppose that uh, at least speaks to the fact that... Well, I don't know what it speaks to, in all honesty. I just, I'm just rambling here. I, they were good. I, I really, I, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. You can you can put together magic. Yep, that's that's precisely what I intended. To say. My goodness, Salem's still just looking around at the horde. <laughs> yeah, it is a like a vast trove. This is a um, as you look around the hall again some more, you see that this is some sort of tower that is sized for the creatures or humanoids that are probably at least 20 feet tall. Um, it is vast. And you see that like this uh, big, big, big tower is basically like the entire floor, except for kind of a 20 foot radius around the teleportation circle is just like mounds of silvery objects. Well, uh, okay, so this pocket watch thing, corruption, what's it? Yes, um, I more or less gather all the facts now. Less probably rather than more, but so you've been you've been guarding this thing, this pocket watch, yeah. Well, so I guess for those who don't know, um, corruption came about. There is. A giant war. There were multiple people were creating very powerful magics, and uh, one of them started tampering around. Uh, a very gifted artificer started tampering around, uh, thinking that they might be be able to, uh, using artifice and magic, create something that would give them an edge in the war, as people are want to do. Um, but what they did not know was that when their creation was completed, it drew powerful beings from beyond the realms of understanding who sought basically to destroy the world by corrupting everything they encountered. And thus we called it the corruption. No, we actually don't know what it is, but yeah, all all that aside. Yes. I gather that there's some awful, terrible business afoot. You're the one that was responsible for, Guarding this pocket watch, then, yeah? Uh, no, sorry. I found this pocket watch, or rather, I traded someone for this pocket watch. I Someone else had it who had found it somewhere uh, and right. made it apparently. So you, you intend to be the guardian for this pocket watch, is what you're saying? Well, once I discovered what it was, and, and once I got a little bit of divine inspiration from. Uh, Sotan, uh, and you see, as they say, Sotan, they just kind of close their eyes and bow their head. Uh, I realized what this timepiece of travel could do, and really and truly, I realized what it was a part of. And to be fair, I only just acquired it. I I was actually on my way to return it to my home. Um, it's unfortunate that. Somehow someone discovered it as I was traveling with it. Uh, I, got, I got a question there. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I want to kind of step out uh, from in front of Salem now, finally. Um, so you said you traded it. Uh, what if we could get things trade for that? 
well... I'm not saying that I'm... we're going to be a better guardian than you. You're pretty amazing, but... <laughs> you are a charm. You, you do know Al. <laughs> I want to say I take after him a little bit. I'm a bard, too. too. <laughs> um, oh, well, I would love to hear a song from you, dearie. Oh, uh, I don't suppose you got a, a, a piano? Oh, uh, well... Let me... Uh, and she, like, full-on, like, Scrooge McDuck dives into the pile of silvery object and just starts, like, swimming through. Um, and you you hear, like, things being rummaged and uh, things getting kind of thrown around into the side. And uh, then her head pops out in a slightly different area than you were expecting. Um, like, she's so long now um, that as she, like, her head pokes out, it's about 20 feet farther to the right than you were expecting her head to pop out. And just in her mouth, she's got this like toy silver piano. It's only got like half the keys that you normally see on a piano. And it's like fully like Linus from Charlie Brown size. <laughs> uh, but it is entirely silver. And um, she like gently puts it on the ground in front of you and says, well, it's, it's all I have, but it is, Ah, uh, it's partially a piano, at least. Yeah, I, I can I can tickle the ivories on that thing. Um, I might need to, to, to bap it around a little bit with a, a bit of uh, extra percussion. Um, <laughs> but I can probably do something. Oh, well, that would be lovely. Oh, you, I'm sorry, where are my manners? Uh, would you care for tea? Uh, unfortunately, only iced. Uh, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, sweet tea would be lovely. Ooh, yes, of course. Uh, and she then like dives back in and starts swimming around and pokes her head up right beside uh, Madame Porridge. Uh, and like her head comes up and then just like her entire body kind of snakes forward and in her giant draconic hands, she's got a full like just halfling sized tea set. Um, and uh, she opens it up and you just smell like quite a lovely minty scent emanating from it. And she just breathes gently on it and it just cools and crisps. And you watch as like frost forms on the outside of all these silver glasses. Uh, and she like starts pouring them and starts handing them out to each of you. Oh, thank you, dear. Of course. Uh, but uh, Cricket, in answer to your question, I might be willing to part with it, but to be honest, now that I know what it can do and really and truly that there are people aware of its presence, I'm less inclined to part with it. That that makes sense. That does. I to be honest, I'm actually gonna say like wait till we get really powerful and then we could like make a deal later on, but like right now you're probably the best person to hold on to it. I am a little curious, if you don't yes. mind prying. Why'd you leave everything about the defense up to us if you're a damn dragon? I mean, right. the train was in danger. Lives were at stake. All for the sake of this pocket watch, which you could have saved at any time. That savvy? Is a fair critique. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I, I definitely savvy. It is indeed a fair critique. It's... I found that people often don't react kindly to the unexpected appearance of a ancient silver dragon especially when they 
are expecting a harmful grandmother of a halfling. I have also found that typically the less I make my presence known, the more good I can do in the back by helping those who are injured or who maybe need a little bit of divine assistance. You're right, though. The train was in danger, and I could have done more. Oh, well. You also all seemed very capable, and I was curious. It's a quality that (coughs) is not necessarily my best. I admit that sometimes my curiosity does get the better of me, and I allow things to progress merely for the sake of watching what they do. All right, fair enough. Just wanted to confirm that you had some sort of good reason for it. I I had a reason, and I'll leave it up to you as to whether or not it was a good one. I... I understand not completely belonging in a place. It makes sense enough to me. But you're going to defend it better in the future, though, yeah? Well, one of the wonderful things about my home here is no one can look in on me unexpectedly. Uh, I spent quite a long time devoting my home to Sotan and I found that in so doing I have well I've achieved a sort of permanent temple as it were uh, so if as long as it's here I don't think anybody will know where it is or what to where to look for it and without the benefit of the timepiece itself, no one's going to be able to find my temple. But, no, please, go ahead. I mean, no, now that I was going to say, that's quite enough for me. I just wanted to, well, I mean, check that it was going to be secure if it's going to be this world-shatteringly dangerous thing and it's going to be left in your possession, then... I feel like we've got a bit of an obligation, at the very least, to make sure that it's safe. Yeah. I mean, you um, are a dragon. We're just a bunch of... Uh, well, Salem gestures about themselves vaguely. Heroes? Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, dear. As I... I hear it, you're the new Fated Five. But there's only... Salem starts to count the number of people in the room. (sighs) And you all work for Aloysius MacGuffin himself. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't. No. I was just, you know, uh, coming for the ride, really. Right. So, Madame Porridge, if I might ask, why were you on the train? I mean, it was a bit of travel. It was, um, hoping to Open up a new speakeasy in the Omenes. Was it Omenes? Yeah. Omenes, yeah. Open up a new speakeasy in Omenes, but uh, we got a bit diverted, it seemed. 
Yes. Well, a new speakeasy in Omineus, I think that's a wonderful idea that it's a it's a bit of a dull town, Omineus, so I think you could really liven things up. Of course. And the the one new Republic is booming and I had a few days, so I decided to go and check it out and see to expand. Right. Well, thank you for allowing me the use of your caboose without your knowledge. It's quite all right. As long as um, you didn't take anything, did you? Well, I had some drinks, so I guess I took the alcohol that I consumed. Mm, okay. We'll have a uh, words then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be happy to pay you. And she, like, kind of reaches just haphazardly into the pile and just scoops out a handful of silver coins uh, and looks towards you expectantly, like with her hands over where your hands might go. Uh, she'll lift out her hands and, uh, and, and what exactly did you have for a drink? I'm sorry, uh, my bartender didn't tell me. Oh, well, uh, and she'll look towards... Uh, actually, Salem, can you give me a quick little insight check? I've got a 24. 24. Uh, yeah, you definitely catch a, like a subtle flickering of her eyes towards you and a smile. And she says, oh, just a bottle or two of your Thrillist wine. Okay, that's fine. And uh, she'll take the coins. Perfect, yeah. She plop, like, it just like, Ting, 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 ting. Like it's kind of a little bit more than you could normally ha hold in one hand, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's probably about uh, like it's a massive pile of silver coins. Uh, it's basically someone giving you a hundred dollars in quarters. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, I mean, you don't you unless you want to take the time to count it right now, uh, but it feels like probably somewhere around two or two hundred and fifty gold worth of silver coins. Okay. I'll feel it based on weight and then accept it. <laughs> All right. Um, so part of the reason I wanted to bring you here was because I wanted to get the timepiece of travel to my, my home as quickly as possible. And I also wanted you to be able to ask me any questions without the possibility of us being spied upon. What can we do to help? Uh, quite honestly, I don't like the the fact that the corruption is a thing now. And, uh, I'm worried and a little afraid, but uh, with the new feed in five, I just kind of like jab uh, whoever's around me uh, with my, my elbow. I'm sure we can do it. I mean, dear, there's only four of you. I'm not coming with you. Ah. I, yeah, then, sorry, the faded four? Didn't you go to college? I did. <laughs> I did. I we did get taught math, but I mean, I'm not the one that said anything. I just heard that we're the new Fade Five. <laughs> make a deception check, Cricket. Uh, well, I'm yeah, those. please. I'm gonna make an insight check on that. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use human determination to get advantage. <laughs> I would make insight too. <laughs> I wish I'd rolled at least average. I got a seventeen. <laughs> I've got an 18. Ah, oh, shit! Oh, <laughs> uh, Madame Porridge, Cricket didn't start it. 
Salem mm-hmm. Cricket definitely started this. Salem is <laughs> folding their arms over their chest and staring daggers at Cricket. I'm not looking. I'm not making eye contact. <laughs> yeah, you can. I, mean, I think you're in front of me, so you can probably feel them in your back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, with the fact that we're the new fate of four, five, whatever we are, number wise, I think we're good. Um, how can we, the next generation of the four, five peoples, uh, be of assistance? Well, let's get back to that in a moment. Okay. But do you have any more questions? Uh, Miss Lonlin, I notice you've been very quiet recently. Honestly, this is just a lot to take in. And I feel like this is quite above me. And she'll kind of look to Lizette because she's like the brains of the operation. <laughs> Miss Lizette? You're muted. Oh, I'm muted. No! <laughs> Were you talking this whole time? Yes! Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. oh! How much audio was lost? There's going to be a lot of editing market. You're going to have to put all the... <laughs> Emily, you have a script. It tells you when to unmute. You have to start over again. Yeah. Oh, all right, top of and scene. scene. Two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can play if you got a piano I can play it for you again <laughs> rewind <laughs> didn't miss that much okay uh, yes Lonlin I she, she for, actually looks like she's at a loss for what is even really happening? Um, I, I, I th- this is above me, and I, I feel like, you know, with your book smarts, you might have more insight into what's going on, like in general, or like I've never, like no offense, I've I've never spoken to a dragon before. There's some weird stopwatch magic shenanigans. There's the possible threat of the world ending. And, you know, yes, the the pocket watch might be safe for now. But, like, what if they don't need the pocket watch? What if they find another way or other means to get around that? I mean, it is rather stressful. We, We now have the weight of the world on our shoulders and also we're being hunted by several gangs. Your folk has been busy. Yeah. Unfortunately so. Mm. You know, I, I think it's just like one of those starts of those new uh, adventure books. Um, I've never been a good writer. I got like a C plus in English, but I think I can turn this in, into a good book. Maybe I've a never been play. a good reader, so it's uh, nothing. I can't really speak to that. Can't relate. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So, I guess, to alleviate one concern, um, the Order of Corruption, they're... I believe they're not really, like, as much of a threat as they would like us to believe. I believe that... I think that, basically, those people we saw, plus a few on the Zeppelin, were kind of... We're kind of it, as far as I know. 
But I guess if we have people, so I guess going back to the artifact that was created that actually summoned the corruption itself, it was composed of multiple pieces and while I have one, I don't know where the others are. They claim that they have all the rest, but these pieces were scattered far and wide. I I would be surprised if they actually do have everything they need to bring about corruption imminently. Well, that's good. Do you have any insight as to where the rest of them are, perhaps? If they're not with these uh, Uiji gang? Oh, wait. Um, what about the place where we're supposed to be going anyway? Wasn't there a lot of weird things uh, uh, with uh, B- uh, Bleak Spire? They found an artifact. Well, I mean, yeah. Is that... Area shrouded in icy storms, creatures of ice and death prowling around, snow and raiding villages. Doesn't that sound kind of ominous? I'm glad I took good notes. It... Hmm. Well, that is definitely something... I would definitely say that's something that you should investigate. Whether or not it's related directly, it's not impossible for there to be other things that bring in creatures outside our ken. But um, I think I was hoping well, before I knew that you were, or at least four of you were working with Aloysius himself, I was hoping to maybe employ you as scouts, as searchers i was hoping that with your abilities that you've demonstrated you might be able to keep one step ahead of the order of corruption as it were and which by the way the name order of corruption is kind of like ridiculous they they believe in chaos but they call themselves an order it's just like their marketing is just not on point they got really bad PR, it seems. They, they do. Madame Porridge, I, I know you know all about PR. Like, please don't go and help them. But, like, they could really use someone like you if they were wanting to actually recruit people. Oh, we flatter it. But, yes, I had initially, I had considered asking you to look for the pieces of the Ordi that you might find them and secure them they may well have some of them but i would be shocked if they indeed have all except one you say considered like you've changed your mind well uh can anybody who wants to give me an insight check please yeah for sure yeah. damn it i wish i hadn't spe- no you know what no i'm I'm happy i caught cricket never mind <laughs> it was <laughs> almost a net 20 it was worth it. a uh, seven now <laughs> i got 19. a 19 22 oh my gosh all right with a 19 and a 22 the two of you pick up on 
there's definite hesitancy in what she is about to say. And um, she is, uh, I'll give you a little bit more information after she says something. Uh, she says, right, so I love Al. Al McGuffin is spectacular. He's charming. He's wonderful. But we do have, well, I we have an agreement. Um, and with that 19 and 22, what you pick up on is that there's a flash of fear um, at kind of the idea of breaking the agreement with Al McGuffin. Um, everybody else, it seems fine. But with the 19 and the 22, you get the sense that this giant powerful dragon is maybe scared of Aloysius <clears throat> McGuffin. Good to know. It's kind of like a do not compete clause, you might say. So you're... You don't want to poach us, is that what it is? Yes. It's... Right. Uh, pretty... Do you have that in writing? Because Salem's really good at contracts. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. We, we do have it in writing. Um... Do you want to see it? You know, yes. Yes, yes, I do. All right. Uh, she will uh, say, excuse me one moment. Uh, and we'll kind of go over, and you didn't notice it at first, but in, like, in, amongst, in, in amongst all of this, like just piles and piles of mechanical silvery objects, um, you see just one like standard filing cabinet off to the side uh and she just like opens up this drawer and it's quite like she can only get like one claw into the handle of the door to of the drawer to open it up and she's like using just the tips of her uh claws to rifle through some papers and then just like pinching as like delicately as she can she pulls out uh this yeah single sheet of paper uh and she brings it over to uh, to you guys, who would like to try to read this? Is it written in common? It is written in common, but it's also written in legalese. This. Uh. <laughs> yep, that's the language. Damn it. Oh, God. The uh, most obscure of all languages. I mean, I'm trained in deception, insight, and investigation, and I feel like that covers the basis for the language of legalese. <laughs> Not and positive, but I feel like those three skills are basically <laughs> legalese the language. I think that's probably accurate. Yeah, for sure. Make an investigation check then. Sure. Yeah. Or insight, if you would like. Uh, See if you can pick up on what's going up here. Would I get, like, different results? Only if you have different modifiers, I guess. Uh, or, okay. like, oh, yeah. yeah I mean, like, like, do I learn different things from one versus the other? Yeah, I think, like, with the investigation, you'll definitely get, like, the letter of the law. Right. With the insight, well, you might kind of get the, like, spirit of the implicit contracts? agreement. Sure. Well, I'll uh, I'll roll the investigation because uh, the letter of the law is the one that's most malleable. Spirits are a little, a little bit harder to bend than words are. Uh, 22 on my investigation check. 22. Yeah, I uh, look forward to rolling like three nat ones on initiative later. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah. So this is a very dense legal document. It's only one page, but it's kind of, it's magically written so that even though it's only a single page, as you keep reading, it just magically like scrolls and keeps going and going and going. And it's 
probably like 20 or 30 pages long of addendums and postscripts and like definitions of definitions of definitions of words and all of this legalese and it's just dense um but with the 22 you basically pick up um the actual letter of the law without all of the qualifiers and everything but the letter of what this is saying is do not steal my employees uh i will end you if you do signed aloysius mcguffin uh and kind of the agreement part of it is that um yeah, Aloysius uh, will allow will allow Argentina. Well, actually, the name you see on there is Selwer the Curious. Um, you see the name Selwer the Curious, um, and it says like Aloysius McGuffin will allow Selwer the Curious to continue their business and their interest in whatever way they see fit, so long as um, she does not interfere with the runnings of McGuffins Incorporated. Right. Okay. Um, group sidebar? Group sidebar. <laughs> sidebar. Oh, I love sidebars. Am I part of the sidebar? Or... You're, you're part of the group? All right. I mean, there's not a lot of... Is there a bar nearby? <laughs> there is, in fact. There is, like... Um, it's very similar to that, like, bar, that round bar with the mechanical, yes. like, bartender. All right. Um, and it's just like it's got a fully silver automaton who is like perfectly silent and perfectly still and there's a a layer of frost on everything as you approach like a silver automaton factory somewhere (laughs) just make these things Uh, never mind yeah there is hastor hastor has like it's it's the city of industry oh my god (laughs) there is (laughs) (laughs) all right okay um perfect well salem will uh will head towards the bar for the sidebar because where else would you have a sidebar other than a bar <laughs> the bar, bar sidebar we're just gonna hold on to the bar in the bar uh during the sidebar when we're talking about yeah are you onto the side of the bar right yes yeah, the the legal documents the try and pass the bar in the bar bar <laughs> oh that's true yes yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. we make sure that when somebody's on the other side of the bar right it's important for understanding the document yep, yep. we also have to make sure that uh i guess uh, uh argentina or whatever the dragon is is far enough away that the bar is on their side so they're afar from the bar bar? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> they're far from the sidebar bar bar, uh, wherein you're trying to pass the bar. Yes, yeah, of course. God. Now we just need Berber to Durder to join. To join no! The <laughs> <laughs> Trying to say that character's name when I was DMing is an absolute... Oh, boy. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so, oh, yes. Uh, anyways, uh, Salem's going to pour themselves and the rest of you lot a drink uh and well i I guess if the construct will do it then salem will have the construct do it but Uh, the the construct is currently shut off yeah that's uh, what i figured but you could try to turn it on for sure nah no that's not right i'll just pour a drink the old-fashioned way you're just grabbing a drink from behind uh Uh, yeah uh, in that case can you just make me an athletics check Oh god. It's only a DC ten. Yeah, right. It's fine. <laughs> do, you, do you need some help over there? Yeah, an eight. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna see that he's struggling and I'm gonna like, help him. Is the bar like pride? Uh, like the fr- like the bottle frozen to the bars? Yeah, exactly. Like there's just so much like ice and frost, the bottle is like fully frozen to the bar. <laughs> I, uh, all right, <laughs> one, one second, Caleb. Let let uh, yeah. let one of the strong ones do it. 
I'll try. Okay, I'll let Madame do it. Yeah, it's like a fifteen. I mean, that was a yeah. low roll. It's, you be, like it's no problem at all. You just reach over and snap it, and it just comes free. I, I, I loosened it for you. Of course you did, dear. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll hand you the bottle with you. a bit of force. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Um, so the the sidebar. Uh, yeah. So the document is more or less legally binding, but the way I figure that we could get out of it is, I mean, basically what it says is that she's not allowed to poach us from um, Mr. McGuffin's employment. Now, that's not uh, necessarily what she's doing, though. I could make the argument, and I suspect that uh, we could probably find a lawyer willing to represent it, although I don't necessarily know that I'd want to be a lawyer in a case between Aloysius McGuffin. Anyways, uh, regardless of, of, of that, I figure that we could get out of this by saying, you know, we're, we're not really being poached so much as we are helping out both sides with the same goal. And uh, as long as, you know, we're not... As long as we're not bringing the things back to... Uh, Argentina, not revealing that Salem knows the name just yet, then, uh, well, uh, I reckon we could probably get away with it. I suppose it's up to the lot of you whether you want to give it a shot or not. I mean, I personally think working for Aloysius is fine and dandy, but, I mean, having the extra information and resources of a dragon at our disposal, that's not nothing. I second it. I, I think it's a good idea because, I mean, I feel like Aloysius would also want to support this uh, endeavor because uh, it's kind of like what the Faded Five did before. Just with the new Faded Five. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't say anything. It's just, We might as well uh, take up the mantle that they're giving us. The people. I didn't start it. <laughs> Just throw that last a little bit. Nick. Well, my contract with MacGuffins is more purely from a cosmic and needful room and board sense, so I'm totally fine to explore other options. I mean, I really don't think I can vote for you people, but I will, and you're going to do it. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. Can we keep her? Oh, you're a sweet child. London, how about you? She definitely looks like she's in thought right now, and she'll just sort of like scratch her chin a little bit and just say, I mean, if it stops from another calamity, then of course I'm in. Yeah, see, I'm of the opinion we should use all the resources at our disposal. And I also think it'd be damn hilarious to get Shed to meet a dragon. I mean, it's just, just, you know, like, I want to see if Ched can bench press a dragon. I'm genuinely curious. (laughs) I feel like them talking would just be really funny to watch. 
it really would it would be damn hilarious i'm glad we're on the same side on this then uh so hell or high water we go through with it yeah yeah all right well then i suppose we've got a contract to rewrite and a legal case to argue uh although hopefully we can find somebody else to do that i don't <laughs> want to get tied up in a legal proceeding <clears throat> salem will hop back over the bar with the contract in hand and uh pour an extra glass out as well in the finest glass they can find perfect yeah it's a there's a lot of fine like silver and crystal like everything has silver is there it. anything that's not silver in this place uh make a make a perception check okay salem salem's only idly curious yeah a 21 21 wow uh i mean almost everything is silver and almost everything has some sort of like mechanical nature there's like gears and stuff other than just silver coins um but probably the only thing you see uh that is not silver is just a plain wooden chest um it's about 30 feet kind of into the pile but it's just a plain wooden chest um that seems remarkably out of place considering that there is no silver filigree there's nothing it is just plain with a simple lock on the front yeah right okay uh salem will push onwards and uh (laughs) stare at the chest for a moment all right um the rest of you coming to you are you gonna more drinks uh oh you want more drinks do you I mean, I wouldn't say no. I probably should say no, but I wouldn't say no. I mean, I'll help you out with the writing, so you can keep drinking if you want. I'll, uh, Madame Porridge will leave the book. Would I know how Cricket's handwriting is? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I feel like there's a 50-50 chance that it's, it's fucking fantastic. Or, yeah, I mean, or like, like that... the pits of despair. <laughs> and I don't know which of the two it is. Richard, which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I roll it. Okay. okay. Nice. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 I think you've okay. seen a few like reports penned by Cricket, and it's all like perfect oh my god really i I practiced calligraphy in my pastime what do you think i'm a bot i'm a jack of all trades okay all right fair enough yeah i mean i i'm i'm more amazed by the fact that i've seen reports written by cricket than that (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh yeah uh all right well then i'll trust cricket to (laughs) to write the the I'm gonna be honest. Challenge when I said contract. I'll help, I just said I'd, I. I almost just thought I'd use you know like enhance ability, but I can oh. actually help write if you want to. I mean, if you, I suppose if I'm drunk and also magically enhanced, that should that ought to cancel each other out, right? Exactly. <laughs> Wait, why do you need to be drunk? I'm making a contract with a dragon to help save the world from an endless tide of corruption and evil brought about by some ancient artifact and we were just attacked by a bunch of crazed elves in an airship riding monstrous creatures we're also in witness protection we're in witness protection <laughs> and and 
uh, DM just speak, chiming in here. You're doing a fantastic job, by the way. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Trying so hard. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> really flying under the radar there. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were doing really well. Yeah, yep. Cricket, you definitely were. Until you like said we're the faded four or faded five, and my name is Cricket. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I, I stand by that call. Literally, you introduced yourself as Cricket to me on the train, probably in front of a bunch of people. I forgot about that too. Uh, so, so remember so, when Lonlon so said not to talk to strangers? So, so Lonlon, does that answer your question? Can I have another fucking drink? She'll she'll look to, to forage and just be like, "You heard them, get them another drink." All right, she'll um, fill up a big drink for you. Wonderful. All right, Salem uh, doffs their jacket and uh, I, I guess makes their way back towards Argentina. Perfect. Uh, yeah, Argentina uh, looks at you, approach, says, "What a successful sidebar." Yes, yeah, very lovely bar, by the way. Fantastic mm-hmm. construct, good choice in drinks. My hands are stuck yeah. to the bar. I'm kind of stuck because of the ice. You shouldn't lick your palm first. It's Everything here is metal. It, the moisture, as soon as it touches, it just instantly freezes. You get stuck. Look, you're going to lose some skin. I'm sorry, that's all there is to it. You just have to pull hard. I'll help him, too. Thank you. 19. Watch the hands! I need those! I can't write anymore right now. You take one point of cold damage as uh, the like skin peels off the bottom of your hand. Oh. <laughs> oh that, okay. All right. I I'm going to put in some snow to numb the pain. Remember, we shouldn't touch things. I wonder if Cricket's heard of the concept of freezer burn. I suppose we'll find out pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, so. Your contract with uh, our erstwhile employer is... You know, it's, it's all right. I've seen more ironclad documentation. I get the feeling probably that he'd be a little bit uh, Salem considers their words for a second um, yeah, a little bit irritated um, behind the eight ball as it were if uh, we messed with it but I mean legally we could Without too much difficulty, as a matter of fact. The argument would only be that, uh, well, we're not being poached. We're collaborating. That uh, you're you're being brought in on the same business. Or that we're being brought into your business on an entirely separate affair. I mean, what we're doing for Mr. McGuffin isn't the same thing as what we'd be doing for you. So as long as our employment with McGuffins Incorporated isn't compromised by the work that we do for you, then there's no legal challenge to it. And now that I've said all of that, I need that drink. All right. Well, help yourself to the drink, of course. 
That's a very interesting proposition. I like it. We're collaborating. I'm not I'm not taking you into permanent employment. You're subcontractors, right? Okay. Right, I can work with this. I can I can we can make this work for sure. Alright. Um Who is the best with a pen here? Technically me. But uh, I don't have access to my hands right now. Oh, well, uh, please come over here. And uh, as she says that, she'll like shrink her body back down. And you watch as her wings this time kind of like fold in front of her chest. And they become like this hand-knitted shawl. Um, and you see once again, in standing in front of you, that grandmotherly halfling uh, who reaches up and grabs your hand, looks at it and says, oh, now Deity, you shouldn't be licking your hand, okay? Like, please just, everything here is ice cold. Y'all should be much more careful, okay? And she'll just gently, like, rub uh, your hand uh, and you watch as you, uh, like, a little bit of warmth kind of flows into your hand in a very pleasant way uh, and the skin, uh, heals over and regrows and you regain four hit points well i'm back to full <laughs> right so i think if this can work this is fantastic i can send you somewhere um but the first the first item so i have under i do understand a little bit of what the other items, the other parts of the order we can do. I don't know all. All of it is piecemeal. Uh, as you can imagine, it's not like a huge record was kept of this world-destroying artifact. But there is always hearsay, and the thing that the thing that I found, that I know about, is that one of the artifacts that we're looking for um is a well it's it's like a bracelet or some sort of like uh ring or something like a metal band in some way uh it's a loop uh but the thing that i know about it specifically is that it allows you to somehow fold space uh so that you can be you can kind of be in two places at once. You can be where you are, and you can also be affecting something 60 feet away from you um, at the same time. I don't know where it is. I can do more research, but I think that would be the first thing that I would have you look for. So we just got to find out where things that have metal bands are. Or at least a powerful metal band. Right. Or you're you're on the lookout for something that allows someone to kind of be in two places at once. That also that is probably a better way to word things. Yeah. What kind of drink did uh, Madame Porridge make for me? Uh, was it the same wine that... Uh... Oh. No, I'm, I'm asking Marcus. Okay. Um, was there the same wine that he's still afore? Uh, was there the same wine? Let me... Uh, actually, Matthew, can you give me a luck check, please? Just roll sure. a d20. It's 13. 13? Uh, it's not the exact same, but it is Threllus wine. It's from the same, like, 
same uh, vineyard, but it's a different vintage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She'll uh, have poured a big goblet full of that, like <laughs> almost to the brim, sort of big. All right. So I'm going to wind mom this contract. <clears throat> And just uh, just take the, the goblet and lean back and uh, look over the rim of it. Lizette? Yes, darling? Do you, uh, do you reckon that you've got any friends back at... Uh, not the archives. I mean, the, the other... The, uh, the archives that aren't the bad... Ar- the, the archives that don't... The back at the the friends back at the MacGuffin archives, not the one. You know what I mean. I hope you know what I mean. Do you have any friends that you think could help find the band? Well, I I used to have quite a few friends back at the organization, but it seems that I really only have Yvonne and. She could give us a hand, though if you'd like, I might be able to try the other archives to see if there's any information there. What? I wouldn't want to ask you to put yourself through that again. Not alone, at least. I mean... Is there any way you could bring the lot of us with you? If you're willing. Of course. No question about it. I mean, not right this second. I think being sober is probably a better call for that, but... You'd think, but it does help. No? All right. Well, then, I mean, I'll polish off this goblet and... Yeah. Um... Actually, if you're going to do this, I'd like a drink as well. Preferably something large and strong. There's, like, there's a bunch of drinks behind. You can have more of that... Slightly, slightly different vintage, but Threllis wine, or there's like bottles of vodka and some like gin, and there's no tonic, unfortunately. There's just straight gin. Um, Bold but... to assume Lizette wants a mixer right now. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna grab a bottle of vodka and just, just no glass. Just <laughs> perfect. Uh, all right. So uh, I think you guys can kind of work out the exact wording you want. Um, but I would say uh, to make the rolls, um, Salem, uh, you can decide, do you drink enough to be drunk right away? Or do you just drink oh, to kind of steady? Man, I feel like as uh, they're drinking Madame Porridge will, you know, when like you're at like an aunt who like will never let your drink actually be empty. Oh God. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but oh. you do have long, long oh. some lay on hands. If you say enough is enough. Say it. Yeah. But, but I wouldn't say that though. That's the thing. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. Um, well, uh Salem Salem's had a long day. Salem is tired. Salem's smart enough to not get plastered. No, okay. Salem, Salem drinks. <laughs> Perfect. 
Uh, so I think with... to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I think like rewriting a contract in legalese is going to take a lot of time. Um, so feel free to give you guys a short, a short rest, obviously. Um, oh, Thank God. Uh, yes. And <laughs> uh, while the short rest is happening, um, Salem. Yeah. Uh, and maybe with a little bit of assistance from like, uh, who feels like they do understand a little bit of contract work? A cricket could probably, maybe not a contract itself, but I could at least help out with it. I've I been a part of, I, I've gone to college. Could release that and that stability. Yeah, Quite, don't, I'll yeah. definitely do that. I'll definitely I mean, enhance. I just don't know what, <laughs> what you should enhance. I um, mean, Marcus, has Madame Porridge dealing with like the speakeasy, like getting some sort of, you know, stuff together for like business sort of stuff have any sort of experience with contract work at all absolutely and actually i think madame porridge with running a speakeasy you know all about like including loopholes and finding loopholes in uh contracts like speakeasies are illegal mm-hmm. they are not like sanctioned by the government but there are a bunch of speakeasies because specifically the Vereens who like basically have a hand in all of the speakeasies in new Republica, uh, they have an amazingly astute legal team. So although speakeasies are technically illegal, none of their establishments are technically speakeasies. They're all like some variation on it. And like, they're like, they're like a music hall. um, And, it's like it's special events and it's all this weird like loophole stuff um which is why like so many speakeasies exist uh and i think uh, madame porridge you know very much how to include loopholes if you want to but you also know how to just write a normal contract right yeah um i guess she'll join with the writing team um sort of stand behind salem and you know fill up (laughs) Her wine, or as uh, we go. All I'm picturing this as is a legalese drinking montage. Absolutely, (laughs) it's like it's like a 1980s training montage, but instead of like it's the eye of the tiger, like all you're hearing is just like boom, 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 just like Law and Order, like just the sting all the time. Oh yeah. Um, Lizette just progressively getting more drunk in the background in every single scene (laughs) sloppier and sloppier yeah (laughs) I like to imagine Lodlin just running around trying to make sure we don't kill ourselves from alcohol Lodlin are you are you you riding with us or are you no she's just watching from the bar just completely like she she tried to help last time and they're like no no i want to be drunk she's like okay and so she's just watching from afar (laughs) perfect uh i think uh in this case salem i think you've got enough people helping you all right um i will allow you to make the choice of whether you write a whether you use uh persuasion uh deception or insight as your like kind of legalese drafting skill and you have advantage persuasion deception or insight yeah yeah those kind of feel roughly Uh, legalese-ish yeah 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 uh all right well (sighs) salem's gonna make a deception roll all right uh and yeah you definitely have advantage on this for sure okay 
and deception. Eighteen. Not Eighteen. Bad. Yeah, it, yeah, it takes a couple hours. Um, like people are drinking. Um, it's like yeah, it's, it's that nineteen eighties drinking and legalese montage. Oh boy, <laughs> this is some intense role playing, guys. <laughs> Come to Dirty Twenties for the the hard hitting action of writing a legal document. Yeah, um, uh, and uh, yeah, you manage to write what sounds like a very like good contract where you're outlining how you guys are not being poached and you're contractors and you're working independently but um, kind of aligned with the same goals. Blah blah blah, all this stuff, and it's it really feels like there is a strong legal case here. Um, while this is happening and uh, I think like Madame Porridge, Cricket, and Salem are working on this. Uh, Lonlin and Lizette, what are you guys wanting to do uh, while this is happening, if anything? Uh, Lonlin would actually like to look at. You said there were like stonework and stuff. She'd kind of like to go check that out. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and with your. I can't remember which race of or which sub race of dwarf has like the stone lore or whatever, or if all of them do. Uh, uh, I am a mountain dwarf. Let me I think just it's all of them. I think it might be all of them. Perfect. Yeah. So I think in that case, you could roll a perception or an insight check or an investigation to try to figure out some stuff about them with advantage. I think would be kind of what it is. Sorry, you said investigation, insight, and or perception. Yeah, whatever you think you would be kind of doing when you're looking at the uh, at the stone. I'm going to incite the stone. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your secrets. <laughs> um, uh, that's a 17. A 17. Yeah, so with a 17, as you're looking at the stone, you're seeing that these blocks, in addition to being gigantic um, and covered in frost, they are made of a beautiful uh, white marble and the way that they've been built, it's as if the actual marble vein itself has been perfectly uh, crafted to go up in a spiral around the tower. Um, the blocks are probably like four feet by two feet and you don't really know how thick they are, but you imagine that they're also robust Um I think as well with a 17, the thing you notice is that there's the rock feels harder than you would expect. Like rock is hard. Marble is very hard. It's covered in frost, but for some reason there's just like rock also has permeability, which you're not feeling here. There's like, it's almost, it's almost as if there's like a little tiny, like impenetrable barrier in front of the rocks. Um, but it's perfectly like contoured to all of the shape of the rocks. It just makes it feel like the rock is like harder, harder, harder than you would expect. Can I tell if it was Dwarven crafted or is it like uh, crafted by something uh, else? Rather than Dwarven craftsmanship, you get the sense this was crafted by giants. And with a 17, I think you get the sense that this was uh, a combination of different giants actually this was kind of a you get the sense like the foundation itself was mountain dwarf um you see like there's kind of like a foot or two of a slightly different white marble stone 
but the actual tower seems to have been created by um a more maybe like delicate uh giant uh what sort of do you know anything about giants do you think well one of my languages is giants so i hope so yes absolutely then you definitely get the sense that this was created by cloud giants um the white stone like something about this uh it is definitely a feeling of like the artisan you see everything about it it just like it speaks more towards cloud giants than mountain giants I'm just going to be staring at stone the whole time. Like she's going to look absolutely mad. Just like kneeling in front of this like work and just like hands to the walls, (laughs) just checking everything out. Just looking absolutely insane. (laughs) Oh man. It is beautiful stonework. It's like, although it's, you know, it's not quite up to the, up to the standards of dwarven uh, smiths and stone cutters, but like, you know, giants for all of their, their rough uh, tendencies, like, these ones are, they must be good for being giants. Like, they must be good craftsmen's, you know, even though they're giants kind of thing. <laughs> they're not dwarves, but they are really good. Um, Perfect. And uh, <laughs> this is like the visuals on this scene are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us, like, leaning over a desk, scribbling away at this contract. <laughs> yep. uh, and uh, Lisette, are you doing anything other than just drinking? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, you At have least a good time. you're honest. Uh, All right. Question for you, Marcus, though. Um, yeah, of course. In regards to this metal band, do I think that I can find, like, more information on it in the in the archives? In the, the bad ones? The bad place? <laughs> the bad place. Um, the, <clears throat> the bad place is, like, it's a repository of knowledge from the multiverse. I think you definitely get the sense that you can probably find out a lot more about this from the bad place. You may not like, it may not be instant, but you definitely, I think feel like as you start thinking about it, you don't think that there's much information written down in any specific library of the world, or at least you'd be very surprised if there was. Okay. But you get the sense that there is probably information to be had in the bad place. Okay. And also, how drunk am I at this point? How long have we been doing I mean, this? if it's taken like a couple hours, you okay. are drunk. Sweet. Like, if you've been just drinking <laughs> the entire time, awesome. Uh, so, um, I think um, as you write up this contract, uh, Argentina is very pleased with it. She actually retain, like remains in her uh, halfling form uh, and as you finish it, she says, oh, this is very good. This is very, very good. Now, uh, Madam Porridge, I know you need to go to Omaneus, and the rest of you, you're on a train to Omaneus, but where are you hoping to get to? I mean, Did we ever get that sorted? We, we still have to deal with our actual job, yeah? I mean... It, Otherwise, this whole contract is posh. Right. So, um, yes, you do have to deal with whatever your work you're doing for the MacGuffins Incorporated Company. So I can get you to Omaneus. I believe I can, at least. 
but my question is, do you want to have a rest beforehand? You'll still be arriving before the train would, or pretty much right on time when the train is supposed to. Uh, or I could send you somewhere else, or we could go right now, whichever you would prefer. I think we could all use a rest, honestly. Yeah. I'm pretty knackered. Yeah. Right. I could close my eyes for. I don't know what you're talking about. Six and 12 hours. I feel great. <laughs> I barely have used anything. I feel it's wonderful. Fine. That's the spirit, Cricket. <laughs> yeah. You can go on ahead if you want, Cricket. We'll catch up. Yeah, I mean, I, I can do some scouting ahead a little bit if you want. I see no problem at all with that plan. I'll come with. I can see everything. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Hang on, hang on. No, we should all stay together. And she's just going to hold onto people's hands and just hold them. <laughs> just <laughs> awkwardly. Uh, you know, I my hands are kind of cold. I do appreciate the hand holding a bit. Uh, how are you holding? How are you holding three sets of hands, Lon? No, no, no. She's only holding Lisette's and Cricket's oh, okay. because she's like she's pretty sure Salem's gonna stay put, yeah, but she's yeah. like, oh, these two, these two troublemakers. <laughs> I've never done anything troublesome in the past, and I won't do it in the future either. Oh, can you say that without grinning? Uh let me make a deception check. Cause could Cricket say anything without grinning though? I gotta roll a thirteen, so maybe. I'm inciting that. Hang on. <laughs> That's a two on the die. <laughs> I am being genuine. And I'm always grinning. That's the, that's the, the salesperson trick. That's my secret. Uh, <laughs> I'm always smiling. What are you talking about? Perfect. Um, in honor of the fact that I know Richard has to leave in a couple of minutes, um, quick, sh quick vote, uh, long rest uh, at the dragon's place, or do you want to teleport somewhere else? Long rest, or do please. you want to go to the bad place? I'm out of all my key okay. and all of my sorcery points. Got nothing left. I, I feel like things um, quite good. I feel like Man Borage would want to get sent to Almanaeus instead of waiting for the train and not bother with the long rest. Because she's fine. She's not really um, concerned about resting right now. She's perfectly healthy. I don't think she took damage at all in the last fight. Mm -hmm. I don't think you did. Yeah. I all right. So good for her. <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Lisa? Uh, I took so much damage and I'm still exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, who would. So, voting for Long Rest Shade Dragon, uh, yay or nay? Yay. yay. I have no opinion whatsoever. There's still alcohol here. <laughs> We're not done here, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I think you guys can absolutely take a long rest. Um, and then the next morning, roughly, uh, it's like there is light coming in. There are some windows. And if you look out the windows, it's just a, like bleak mountain landscape. Before um, the um, long rest, uh, mm -hmm. Madame Porge is going to ask to get teleported or sent to Almanaeus. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. Um, yeah. She'll, and she'll get ready to start saying her goodbyes and ask to say her goodbyes before she's sent away. Are you heading out? Yes, yes, dear. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I have my own place to stay. I um, don't want to be a bother and quite more comfortable at home. That's you've fair. got, you've got really great taste in wine. Just got to say, a a plus taste in wine. Thank you, dearie. 
Yeah. And um, she'll go and say, uh, it was lovely to meet you. Um, I really hate the name Cricket. I, I like <laughs> the name Cricket. That's like my little like uh, adventurer name. It's it's all right, dear. Maybe maybe something a little more macho, strong later. But I I, I jump a lot. I mean, you do, but uh, you, you do you, I suppose. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> She'll I, like I, she made this branding up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've branded myself as cricket. My fighting style's all about jumping around. Uh, I suppose. Uh, yes, I suppose. Um, and she'll uh, wander over to Lonlin. Uh, it was lovely to meet you. And she'll kneel down and like put one hand on her shoulder and like shake your hand. And be like, oh, she she's going in for a oh. hug. She's like, I we're gonna look you off when we get there. If that's okay, it was great that's meeting fine. you. It was great to see you. Oh, such a dear. Oh. And uh, yeah, she'll go over to Lonlin. And- uh, uh, go in for the handshake, uh, arm on the shoulder sort of thing. Uh, see to Lon- or to Lizette. Oh, sorry, Lizette. Yes, yeah, like you're very large. Has anyone ever told you that? <laughs> uh, yes, but they tend not to do it a second time. A second time. Oh, I'm, I'm losing it a little bit. It was have, uh, have a rest, dearie. It's okay. Oh, it's bold of you to assume that I rest. I, it's very nice to um, to make your acquaintance. Oh, lovely to make your acquaintance too. Joe, oh. like, put Lizette or like push Lizette back into a chair, and just like sort of back away a little bit. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, no, very strong. You're very strong. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Okay. And uh, then she'll go up to Salem and do the same thing. Put a arm on her shoulder and. Shake her hand. It was interesting to meet you. Yeah. Yeah, likewise. I mean, I, I dare say that we would have had one hell of a time on the train without you. Your presence is very much appreciated. Um, and if you ever find yourself in the neighborhood again, or I guess if we ever find yourselves ourselves in your train car again, um, then, yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you around. Now, before I go... Yeah. Uh, I do have a bit of a problem with my train card, it seems. What's that? It seems like some people have been taking what doesn't belong to them. What, what are you... What are you in mean? and taking... But, but the... Argentina she drank some wine, right? Yes, but um, she apologized and she yeah. paid for it. And, you know, misdeeds must be punished. And you'll notice that uh, she has not let go of your arm at all. And uh, and can I get everyone to make a perception check? Uh-oh. Are you going to rip his arm off? Um, <laughs> and this is before the rest. Just so I... Not before my... Not after the short rest, though. I have all my key back. No, no give me the short rest. That's fine. Yeah. I got eight. Um, 13. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll make the DC 12, so anyone above 12 Uh-oh. will um see that there is faint little... Spirits starting to just slowly drift in surrounding uh, Madame Porridge. Just as she's talking, just 
you know, faint little spirits. <laughs> I don't you know, you're gonna we're gonna and just and we're, we're just like a drunken rabble kind of emanating a little bit as well yeah it's not loud yeah. at all it's very quiet just like the hint wisp of spirits forming now maybe the rest of your party will um help in telling how I should punish punish I'm what biggest. And you'll notice there's like your arm is starting to hurt. Let go of me. Is there a problem? Uh, yes, yes. Um, it seems one of your members stole from me. What? How dare you accuse us of stealing? We would never do such a thing. Um, it's not really accusing when you watch someone go into your carriage take your wine and leave. It was the oddest thing. This person walked in, looked around the room, and didn't see the seven-foot Goliath sitting in the corner. <laughs> well done! Character. This is when you roll the five on the perception check. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. <laughs> well, hang on. Whatever problem you have, we can solve it. Just let them go. Still haven't heard an apology. And this the, the pain is getting worse. I'm, Salem's going to make an acrobatic check to try and pull their arm I, away at advantage. Yeah, I'm going to try and Oh, it's okay. Salem well. will probably manage it. Hang on a sec. Uh, okay. That's a natural 20 on me to stop Oh, you. no. It's a okay. 28. Then you've got it. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not pulling yet. I'm oh, just... Uh, yet! Make it uncomfortable. I mean, do we, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second there. We did, like, get the train safely away. Your whole fucking train car would be off the bridge if it wasn't for us. We've got a point. I mean, if that's it, then I wanted to pull it as uh, well. Thank you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Salem is almost too drunk to notice the pain still at this point. Okay. I think well. we all need to take a deep breath. It's fine. It, you stop. It happens. Uh, sometimes you just don't. You just don't see the the tall the tall lady in the corner. It's been solved. We saved your train. It's tit for tat. Just let them go. Please. I suppose. You... Actually, make a, um, a persuasion check. Could I have been assisting? Did you assist? I, I said words. You did. did you said yeah. words. <laughs> it's fine. <it's> <laughs> That's surprisingly charming for being a rakish bastard. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a twenty-two. Okay. Yeah. Um, she'll pause and consider your words and not pull as hard on the arm. Um, oh, I suppose you did help. But I would still like an apology, at least. Uh, sorry for taking your wine that I didn't know was your wine? You knew it wasn't yours, though. I, did, I thought it was just part of the train's wine. I mean, most trains <laughs> have nice... <laughs> I mean, I'm not fucking lying. Salem didn't realize it, like, was... I, I just, you did have to break into it. You did yeah, but get the, in. Yeah, but I didn't think it was a private car. I just thought it was a nice car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, if you want, I'll make a deception check, but I'm not lying. I, 
I think um, Marcus rule on that. Yeah, I think um, with that, I think uh, with the intimidation that's going on and everything, I think Madame Porridge. I think you do get a sense that like Salem is telling the truth. Uh, and... Salem also has a very loose idea of property. So. <laughs> that's fair. Um, and I think at that point as well, uh, you hear a small <clears throat> Madame Porridge. I. On behalf of my new contractors and employees, I would like to apologize on their behalf and please accept this as payment for the inconvenience. And she um, pulls out like a just a bag of what sounds like coins and she passes it to you. And as you open it up, you see a silvery coins, but rather than silver, you see that these are platinum coins. Oh, and there are probably about like 30 or 40 platinum coins here. Uh, and she says, no, I won't have you hurting any of my employees. And you wanted to go to Omenaeus? I will send you to Omenaeus. Oh, thank you, dear. Well, I guess I'll uh, say farewell to the rest of you then. And Lumlin is like glaring at her now. <laughs> She'll uh, let go of the arm. Ooh. Oh, that was a tight grip. I would shake your hand, but I find myself unable to move my arm. Just remember that, dear. Yep. Right. Argentina, whenever you're ready. Okay, now, uh, one final thing, Madame Portage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as she like leads you over to the teleportation circle uh, and places a hand on your shoulder, she says, it was lovely to see you. Thank you, dear. Uh, can you please roll me a D100? Yep. Oh, geez, D100. Uh, gotta find those dice. They are over here. Uh, I think that's only a 14. A 14? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Something bad's gonna happen. As she begins to teleport something on you, she looks down and sees a little bit of like a a bracelet or something, and she just cocks her eyes and she seems to lose focus for a moment. And uh Matt, as you are teleported, you don't find yourself in Olmeneus. Okay. Olmeneus is on the edge of a giant lake. Yeah. You find yourself Within sight of the shore, but about two miles away from shore. As sploosh, you pop into the water. And that is where we shall take a break. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the lake then? In the lake of Omanese. Amazing. She'll swim, it's fine. The Dirty Twenties Podcast is sponsored this week by the United Lands of Asune Elemental Railway, the safest way to travel. With rail lines connecting all seven corners of the continent, you can journey from New Republica to Dundaloy in just three days, or from Still Lake to Threlis in just two. 
Our state-of-the-art locomotives use only the most advanced Arcano technology from Hastor, and our passenger cars are outfitted with comfort in mind. And because we here at the United Lands of Asune Elemental Railway know how important safety is to our passengers, we guarantee that your journey will be as hassle-free as possible, or your money back. So, take your next trip on the United Lands of Asune Elemental Railway, the safest way to travel. We are also sponsored this week by Tinker Toddle's Mechanical Marvels, the finest gear work this side of the Dunderstin Desert. Tinker Toddles is proud to introduce their newest invention, sure to revolutionize the personal transportation sector. The Vigorous Velocipede Volant. No ordinary bicycle, this ultra-fast rider has been infused with clockwork wonders that allow it to really fly. And we don't just mean that it goes fast. With upwards of 20 minutes of flight time per day, depending upon the weight of the rider. The Vigorous Velocipede Volant is the perfect solution to that boring old commute. Why fight traffic when you can get above it all? The Velocipede Volant is not a toy and should only be used by adults. Tinker Tiles Mechanical Models is not responsible for any injuries related to, in part or in full, the misuse of the Velocipede. Caution should be taken at all times when riding the Velocipede, especially when airborne. If required, Tinker Tiles does sell brooches of Featherfall. Tinker Tiles Mechanical Marbles, we're gear for you. Welcome back, everyone, from break. So, last we left off after a fraught confrontation with Madame Porridge, our adventurers find themselves still in the care of Argentina Coldhearth, a ancient silver dragon who, after, after sending Madame Porridge away, said, Oh, darn, uh, and then turned to you with a bit of a look of concern on her face well what's uh what's so darn well i i got a little distracted as i was um sending her away um i i don't i don't believe i sent her exactly what i meant to uh it's gonna be a bit of a swim for her (laughs) serves her right that's what she gets for hurting my good friend Salem. Wait, where where did you put her? Oh, a couple of miles offshore of Olmaneus, just slightly off target. Uh, it wasn't like as it wasn't as bad as it could be, I guess. Um, but but she's okay, right? Well, I mean, she's big and strong. I I imagine she can swim. Um, and She's got that Goliath blood. She's not going to be too too much of an issue with the cold. Um, so I think I'm sure she's fine. Yeah, I I imagine so. And if not, well, was oh, that the entire sentence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lonlin looks concerned, but she's not going to say anything. Uh, also, uh, for our podcasting audience, uh, Richard did have to bounce out early, so we might have a few things where I robo-pilot 
cricket, but if you don't hear Richard's voice, he is fine. Um, and cricket is just, you know, resting on his laurels, uh, practicing his piano on the toy piano. Yeah. Honey, uh, so you wanted a, a little bit of a rest. Uh, I can't do anything about the temperature, unfortunately. Actually, uh, I'm... Uh, I might be able to, uh, but I might need some help finding something. What's she looking for? Well, so it's um, it's a it's a small glass bottle, um, but when you oh, like, I think Lizette has most of those. What a uh, it's a slight, a different sort of glass bottle. Uh, it's more like um, more like an alchemy jug that you would see, um, with silver filigree, of course. Um, and if you touch the the cork and say the word warm, uh, it just creates a little bit of warmth. I, to be honest, I don't know where it is because I have no use for it. Most of these other things I like to like bring out and play with, but that was just a little bit of a curiosity I picked up, mostly because of the silver filigree. But um, if one of you wanted to give me a hand looking, uh, that might make your evening much more comfortable. I'll help. I am a fantastic finder. <laughs> Looking at Lizette, I'll be like, I will help too. <laughs> I guess four heads are better than three. Yes, four heads are better than three. Also, four heads are part of be- like best part of the head. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, let's just make a group investigation check. Um, I would say uh, you know what you're looking for. Um, so. Basically, as long as no one rolls a natural one, you will eventually find it. Oh, uh, God. Pressure. Lizette, I think you are going to roll with this advantage. Why, you are still why did you say anyway. that? <laughs> the moment you're like, as long as no one rolls a natural one. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, God. You know, oh, I... I'm sorry, I, I just can't find it. Maybe I traded it for something. Like I said, I did, had no use for it. And there's so many like better, more interesting creations. Like mortals in this world, uh, humans and gnomes, you're so brilliant. And you create these wondrous things of gears. And they're so much more interesting than something that makes just warmth. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately... Uh, you spend like a little while going through you find like there is it's a vast treasure trove if there's something in particular that you wanted to try to see or if there's anything of interest you might well find it here um but you do not find something that will allow you to stay warm <laughs> uh Lizette's gonna like kind of drunkenly sway back and forth and say, we don't need the, us, anything to stay warm I, I can make us warm real fast and I'm gonna catch cast Scorch oh, oh my god Lana's gonna dive to the floor and just say oh god Salem is not quite fast enough right now to pick up on what's coming so see my we're all warm and toasty it's fantastic so wait, what did you cast? Sorry? Scorch. Scorch? Okay. I, I actually don't know Scorch. Uh, it's, it's, it's a newer one, isn't it? It's, uh, oh, what's it from? I believe it might be, um, oh, that's not the, my voice. Um, I believe it's part of the Compendium of Forgotten Secrets. Oh. I believe it's one of those spells. 
but I also don't know. <laughs> I just have it. <laughs> I I would wager that it is. It's uh, a cantrip. It's a wizard cantrip. Okay, okay, there it is. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, so you cast Scorch. Is it like an area of effect, or is it a targeted thing? Yeah, it's this one, isn't it? Hang on. It's uh, a. It's a. It's a line. <laughs> oh, never mind. Okay, it's not this one then. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Lonlin, you are able to dive out of the way. I think that's no problem. I wouldn't um, aim it at not... them. I'd aim it at, at like forward. Okay. Perfect. Uh, make me a straight up luck check, Emily. Oh, that's a one. <laughs> oh my god. Pull out my shield. Oh no. <laughs> um with a natural one, uh you aim it and uh that wooden chest that you had seen before happens to be <gasps> 30 feet away. Um and oh, no. it just kind of catches your eye. And as you're like, yeah, I got this, and you send Scorch forward, um this burst of fire surrounds this wooden chest and you hear an ungodly scream as like four uh well ghouls just come bursting forth everyone please roll initiative <laughs> uh, have not had a long rest. No. oh boy <laughs> Am I rolling at disadvantage for being drunk? It's up to you. Like, I know. Yeah, I'm going to roll at a disadvantage. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So, sorry, no long rest or just a running? This is happening like right after Madame Oh, no. (laughs) No, I said it and I'm doing myself. (laughs) That one. Uh, What is your dex mod, though? Plus five, but plus I still rolled that one. So it's hey, it's six. better than the ghouls who also rolled a plus one or a oh natural one. God. Sorry, just to confirm, we did get that. You got a short, short rest. rest. You got a short rest, oh, okay. but no long rest. Okay. Um, as uh-huh. uh, <laughs> all right, the ghouls got um. natural one. All right. Um. <laughs> oh, I got a. What is my? Uh, a dirty 20. A dirty, dirty, dirty 20. A dirty 20. Hey, it's a dirty 20! Yeah! Ow, ow, ow! Acknowledge my dirty 20! <laughs> uh, dirty 20 for Lonlin. Uh, Lizette, sorry, what'd you get? Uh, I got a 10. Just actually the best initiative that I've rolled this whole campaign. <laughs> All right, and I just need to see for Argentina. Okay, not great, but she's not a natural one. So, uh, wee wee. All right, uh, as this fire, like burst of fire, is sent forth uh, and just incinerates this chest uh you hear argentina just saying no not that um and then as these ghouls uh just jump forth and you watch as four ghouls come towards you lonlin uh they are running towards you uh like stumbling like doing that zombie run their eyes are blank um and it is your turn um 
I'm gonna look to Argentina and just say, are, are they with you? No, no, please. Do, those are those are bad. You can kill them. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I'm gonna pull out my uh, sword and shield. I'm just gonna go running in towards them, and I'm gonna take. Uh, how far away are they from me? Uh, they are within thirty feet. So, yeah, uh, they were like the chest was just kind of like thirty feet away. It's. Uh, I would say they're 25 feet away by the time the smoke clears and you notice them. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to charge forward and take some swings at the first one I see. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a 14 on the die. Uh, sorry, 14 total. I'm assuming that misses. Actually, ghouls, uh, these are just like scraps of like flesh, kind of like spectral a little bit, uh, but they're not wearing any sort of armor. 14 definitely hits. Okay, awesome. Uh, that is going to be nine points of slashing. Nine points of slashing, all right. And I'm going to take my second swing. Oh, that's not good. That's a 12. <laughs> 12 actually just hits. Oh my, oh, great. All right, um... And I'm going to put a level one smite into this one. Okay. Uh, I haven't used a smite in a while. Let's see what that is. Uh, it'll be, uh, you'll add an extra D8 because of, uh, this is indeed an undead. Ooh, okay. Um, okay, so that is 3D8 plus my sword. So that is... Uh, 12 points of slashing, and then the radiant damage is 5. Only 5 for a smite? Yup. I rolled uh, two twos and a 1. Oh, wow. Uh, Not great. As you bring your sword up, um, it glows with this holy light, and it carves through this first ghoul, which falls to the ground as it flesh begins to burn and smolder with the radiant energy. Uh, it's just enough to do it. Uh, and as my bonus action, I'm going to my last spell slot, I'm going to cast Sanctuary on Oh god, who do I cast it on? <laughs> <laughs> Lizette, I feel like, since she caused the fire. <laughs> oh, All right. I'm so scared yeah. that Lizette keeps causing problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, we her. You're on brand. That's my turn. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Uh, and Lizette, you feel this wash of protective energy flow over you as these ghouls come running towards you, and it is your turn. Oh, that's a nice feeling. Um, Zet's gonna run right at the nearest ghoul and just like smack it and cast inflict wounds. Okay, yeah, you can absolutely get to uh, one of these three remaining ghouls for sure. That is a uh, that's a dirty twenty. That's a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. That's a dirty 20. Hey! Hey! Dirty 20. hey. All right, that definitely hits. 
Hell yeah. As soon as Sanctuary goes up, it just immediately fades away. <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> it was a nice gesture. Um, oh, shoot. I'm casting that at third level. So that is... That's... Oh, God. What is math? That's 25. Oh, 25? I think. My God. Uh, you... Yeah. Like, Longlin runs up, slashes across one of these ghouls. Her sword glows this, like, golden holy light. Um, And one of the ghouls falls to the ground. You feel this warding energy flow over you. You run forward, slap one of these ghouls across the face, and you watch as, like, it's kind of wraith-like face distends and bubbles um and you watch as its eyes go wide wide wider and then it just and you watch as it shrivels to the ground uh and then like falls dead well that's that's fun that is a fun activity uh do it again <laughs> Ellen's eyes are like saucers at this point. She's just like, what the hell? Um, you guys are both up near there. Uh, Lonlin and Lizette, can you please make me perception checks as well as you near where this box used to be? Disadvantage because I'm drunk. Yes, indeed. Nope, that's a four. Okay. Uh, four- fourteen. Uh, fourteen. You notice that amongst the like uh, wood and burning char uh, there is some sort of it's not just the size of a crate Um, you see that there is like some sort of hole going down and as you run up and look you just see some overly long fingers reaching up out of this hole Um, (laughs) it is now Argentina's turn Uh, she is not in her dragon shape uh, lair action. Okay. Uh, oh, lair action. Totally forgot about that. That'll happen next turn. Um, cool. Um, she is um just going to cast a spell innately, and which spell is she going to cast? Excuse me while I look this up. Where did I put her? There she is. Uh, okay. Cricket's playing on the <laughs> piano as you sing. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, she's not even... She's not going to cast anything yet. She is going to hold a turn and just say, Hey, if, um, if any of you get hurt, I got you. Um, and that is what she's going to do. She's just going to hold her turn. Um, and Salem, it is now your turn. As Cricket continues to just accompany on the piano. You got this, all. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> I was rolling to see if Salem noticed Lonlin's worried expression. And I rolled a two into one. Okay. Uh, do, do not, I do not notice Lonlin being worried. Uh, but I do notice the two ghouls next to Lizette. So I'm going to go charge those. All right. Uh, bring my quarterstaff whistling down against one of them. Turn off my disadvantage for this. Quarter staff is oh probably still a miss. Only a twelve. A twelve hits. Oh, ten points of damage. Okay, not bad. All right, flurry of blows. Yeah. Uh, Salem drops back, lets the quarter staff fall away, 
cracks out with one hand and then uh, brings their knee up for the other. That's two attacks. I'm, I'm, there's two ghouls left, yeah? There are, yeah. Okay, I'm going to put one unarmed attack into each of them. Okay, perfect. Uh, first one's on the one I just hit. Another 12, six points of bludgeoning. Okay, this one uh, is looking rocked. Uh, still up, but looking rocked. I assume 25 will hit. <laughs> yeah, it definitely will. Yeah, that's uh, nine points of bludgeoning on the second one. Okay. And perfect. as I strike each of them, I'm going to use my new Cobalt Soul ability, Extract Aspects. Perfect. Uh, yes, so these creatures are immune to poison um, damage. They are immune to the charmed, exhausted, or poisoned conditions. Um, and uh, you know that they have dark vision out to 60 feet as well. Sweet. Cool. Salem's not shocked by any of these things and <laughs> just leans back, extends their arm, palm up, and beckons the ghouls forwards. Perfect. As you uh, beckon them forwards, uh, I'm going to make uh, you. They've been damaged by everybody, but the two that are still up were only damaged by you. That's fine. So I'm going to make a quick little luck check. Um, Salem, if uh, if one of these rolls. Oh, I want I want their attention. You want their attention? Yeah, I want their attention. All right, all right. I'll allow you. Uninvited party guests. (laughs) Oh, welcome. All right. So in that case, both of these are going to like distend their jaw, and you see these razor sharp teeth, and they're just going to uh, rake out at you with their claws. Can I use protection if Salem is close enough? Yes, you absolutely can. So in that case, the first one becomes uh, a thirteen to hit. Miss. Perfect. And the second one. Ooh, becomes a nine as both of these. It's gonna be a miss. And I would like to use my, uh, what is it? My uh, analyzed mark as a reaction uh, to yes. take a blow out of the one that uh, Lunlin made miss me. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, make a. Is it just in, in like? It's, it's an unarmed strike. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a reaction. Uh, seven points of bludgeoning. Seven points of bludgeoning as this one that comes forward like jaw fully distended uh, reaches towards you Lonlin shoves her shield up in the way and as you do this thing comes right towards your hand and you just smack it and it falls down to the ground crumpling yeah I feel like it's it's more like the ghoul hitting Salem's hand than Salem hit the ghoul (laughs) Uh, Yeah. but yeah Salem just cracks a blow out of that one ghoul and yep Metal strike. Perfect. Um, as this one ghoul is left, uh, everyone hears just this. Uh, and you watch as um, these long, bony fingers uh, come up out of the ground, and you watch this long, emaciated body uh, with another, like, incredibly long jaw with razor sharp teeth but you notice that these overly long hands that are pulling this creature out of the ground have webbing between the fingers this thing is weirdly shaped it is not a like normal sort of undead sort of creature um and they use their entire action and turn oh they use their movement to climb out 
Um, right, and that is all they can do. Uh, perfect. So they use their movement to climb out of the hole, and you see just this long, incredibly grotesque, gaunt creature. Um, and it just, like, looking at you hungrily. Oh, you're an ugly bloke, aren't you? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and uh, back to the top of the order, Lonlin, it is your turn. There is one ghoul right beside you, and this other creature has just emerged. I don't care about the ghoul anymore. I'm looking to the ugly monstrosity that just crawled out of the hole. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm going to attack it. <laughs> okay. Um, that is 18 on the die. So that's a 27. 27 hits. Can I do math? Yes, I can do math. Okay. Uh, second attack, uh, 18 again. So I don't have any spells, so I can't smite it. Uh, ew. that's eight points of slashing on the first. Oh my god, a one. Okay, um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, uh, 15 points of slashing altogether. Okay, uh, 15 points of slashing. Perfect. As this thing, uh, like emerges and you move towards it and slash out at it. Um, the I actually actually I don't think you even have to leave the ghouls threatened area to do so. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna like put myself in front of like the that creature that crawled out of the ground in the party, just so like I'm right like right in front of its nice. face. Perfect. Yeah, this thing looks at you and it just begins to like salivate as something living has come towards it. Um. Cool, cool, cool. Um, awesome. As it is now uh, the lair action turn. Uh, oh, there's nothing. Oh. Uh, the She's just going to say, Hey, uh, my lair actions aren't going to help. Uh, just keep going. Uh, Lizette, it's your turn. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All the lair actions, they damage everybody, so. No. <laughs> Uh, so there's just this big thing? Uh, there's the big thing, and there's one ghoul that Salem has hit. Okay, how far away is the big thing? Uh, it's very close. Like, uh, these things were only about five feet away. Uh, it's, uh, or like five or ten feet away from the hole that it was crawling out of. So it's just emerged, and Longland has stepped basically between you and this thing. Okay. Uh, I'm debating doing something, but it could be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> how could it get worse? Like, how could it no, actually no, no, get no, worse? It's okay. It could get a Just lot worse. Just do it. Just do it. It's fine. Do it. Just we're already down the rabbit hole. Okay. Um, I'm gonna cast blackened heart on okay. this thing. All right. It is a con um. save. It is a con save. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, it has a plus three, and it rolled a thirteen on the die, so it has it got sixteen total. My spell save is sixteen. Okay. Does that uh, mean that it wins? 
I think it technically it did save. Okay. Um, yeah. Probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anything happen when they save? Um, no, I don't think anything happens. Yeah, no, nothing happens. Nope. Yeah, no, never mind. That's actually probably a good thing. <laughs> That's a wild spell. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, well, now I have to look at Wow. Black and heart? <laughs> yeah, it's in Kafsa. I've never. Oh, heard what a terrifying this spell! If it uh, died, it would have been really bad for all of us. Okay, wow. Uh, all right. Uh, the target is constantly filled with bias. Okay. Uh... Oh. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> Why? All right. Yep. That's a, definitely a spell. Um, I have a I have a premonition that at some point in the future I'm going to take that 10d6 damage. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize all of my spells are area of effect spells. <laughs> it's on brand. It's on brand. It is. Yeah, it is. All right. Creature of chaos. I'm just gonna get up in its face. <laughs> then, like right b- like beside Lonlin. Right, right beside Lonlin. I have no right, right. To be there, but it feels right. Okay. Uh, as uh, as you get up in this thing's face, uh, you're gonna hear Argentina just say, "Hey, okay. Uh, I, I I might be able to try something." Um. And. Uh, She's going to try to make a melee attack. Uh, there it is. Um, just reading the thing. Make a melee. Okay, so she's going to cast a spell. Um, oh. Oh, this thing is technically not an undead. Oh, will this even work? And the DM, yeah, it works. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> Alright um, So uh, She In her form Has only a plus two To hit uh, This thing's AC Is 17 She needs to roll a 15 uh, So Let's just see She got a 15 On the die she got exactly what she needed to hit this thing. Yeah! Um, Hell yeah. And uh, now, this thing, uh, as she reaches forward, uh, touches this thing, she just says, get away from here. Um, and she's going to try to banish this thing uh, using Dispel Evil and Good. Um, but can one of you, just for the sake of this, roll me uh, the Charisma saving throw for this creature? It has a minus two, and her spell save DC, uh, it retains abilities, uh, proficiencies. I think her spell save DC is still 24. Okay. Wow. Uh, unless this thing gets a natural 20, it is oh definitely being God. dispelled. Uh, who feels like they are not going to roll a natural 20? Me. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Emily, if you can please roll me a d20. Oh, it's going to be an episode. It it's, it's a five. Oh, yes! Yes! All right. Oh, thank God. Perfect. Um, she runs forward, slaps this thing across the face, says, get out of my house. Uh, and you watch as this hungry creature looks towards you. And then, like fades away uh and it seems to like feel what's happening and it tries to make some attacks as it is being fading and fading and fading into nothing and it gets sucked back into this hole and you watch as the hole shrinks closes and just becomes a plank of wood on the ground uh and with that salem there is still one ghoul up All right, friend. Time for you to pack up, hit the road. No more drinks for you. No more blood. No more nothing. Quarterstaff is a fucking natural one. <laughs> oh. Can you roll me a d4? Sure. Yeah. Uh, four. Okay. With the four, uh, you like try to swing at this thing um and i think just that drunken super and you're kind of standing on a shifting mass of coin uh something just slips out from you and your quarterstaff goes wide and you watch almost in slow motion as your quarterstaff connects with the shoulder of argentina cold hearth oh no <laughs> uh roll your damage uh, 13 <laughs> 13 points of Maximum damage. Maximum damage. <laughs> Argentina's just like, it's not, it's not a magic quarter staff. It's like, <laughs> take half of it. Ow. Like, I, if you didn't like the contract, we didn't have to write it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the coins. I swear it's the coins. Whatever. Fine. Um, Flur uh, flurry of blows. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Can't get any worse, right? Right? <laughs> Okay, good, that's a hit. 21. Uh, oh, seven points of bludgeoning. I don't know if that's quite enough, but I'll be making another attack anyways. Perfect, yeah. Uh, crit! Oh, ho, ho. amazing. Alright, and uh, we're going to see... Oh, uh, that is going to be nine points of bludgeoning damage. Amazing. As you swing your quarterstaff wide, crack Argentina across the shoulder... Uh, you refocus, come back, kabam, kabam, and on your second hit, you just, like, how, actually, do you take out this ghoul? Oh, it's the last ghoul, eh? Uh, yes, I take it, it out. All right, well, in that case, uh, <laughs> just the, I'll, I'll use the quarterstaff to pivot off of the, the uh, pile of coins and just do two kicks into the ghoul, uh, like, like I'm running up the side of it, and uh, I guess if, if its head is like thinly on i'll crack its its neck clean off with the, the second kick absolutely you run up kick this thing's heads off it goes flying and you actually see that there are like kind of two rods sticking out of the pile of coin off to the side and you manage to kick it directly through the very center of this and as it passes through there are just like some like colored lights and some sparkles fill the air and just goal flashes across 
Salem, Salem looks around for a second, trying to make sure that that wasn't just in their imagination. <laughs> Everyone else saw it for sure. Yeah, you all saw Salem kick a head into a goal. Woo! <laughs> wow. Um, that was entirely intentional. I meant to do that. Uh, including the part where you hit me in the shoulder. No, that that part. That was just a wind. I'm, you, your shoulder was in the wrong spot. Oh, it's my fault, is it? Okay. You know, I don't have to send you anywhere. Or I could send you somewhere. Oh, I don't. No, no. It's just, I, I'm sorry for hitting you in the shoulder. That's okay. I understand things happen. But... Uh, please um, don't destroy any of my items. Uh, and she'll look towards Lizette and be like, but I guess you have wood now for a fire for staying warm overnight. That was my intention the whole time. I believe it. I, wait. So I was going to start gathering up some wood. What? Like, <laughs> Lalan is like staring at the box, like where the box was, and staring at Argentina, and then staring at the box, and just, what, what was that? Like, what, what was that? Well, um, I actually don't know. Uh, you see, sometimes someone can say that they've got like a mysterious magic box that contains wonders, but no one can ever open it, or if you open it, something bad will happen. Um, and there's all these warnings and you just kind of, I don't know, like, don't you ever just get curious and you're like, oh, I gotta have it. And you, you don't, oh, no, uh, turns towards Lizette. Don't, uh, you get curious, I'm sure, right? Like if someone told you that there was a box with like something inside, but you should never open it because something bad would happen. But like, they were also said, but maybe it's something wondrous. Wouldn't you be kind of curious? It will. I don't really get too curious anymore because uh, the the cosmic gods that be have given me the answer to every life's question. Um, but I mean, I'm all down for opening something that might cause a little bit of destruction. Hey, um, so yeah, uh, Lonlin, I apologize. I don't actually know what happened. It looks like that was a box of ghouls. Um, and something else. But, uh, well, it all worked out, right? It was also good fun. Lomlin's gonna go to the bar and get <laughs> yes, herself a drink. Finally! Yes, we've succeeded! <laughs> we've broken down her defenses! <laughs> we've broken her! <laughs> I think, like, this entire time, Salem... Or, uh, sorry, Cricket was over by the piano, saw what was happening, uh, and had been like about to come up and join the fray. And then this all happened in the span of 12 seconds. By the time he even arrives, this has all been dealt with. And he just says, Oh, I, I thought I'd, you know, no. Uh, That's all right. Play on, Cricket. The show must go on. Yeah, the show must go on. Uh, and he'll go back and start tinkling around on the the half piano and uh yeah you guys are able to get a little bit of a fire going now uh you can i think with that you can sleep the night away and not have to make a constitution saving throw against the cold um is there anything else you would like to do or ask before 
the morning comes and you are sent on your way. I feel like Lonlin is just... <laughs> she doesn't really know what... She's not touching anything. She's not going to ask anything. She's just going to, like, hug her bottle oh. of whatever she has and just, like, sit by the fire oh. and just sleep. <laughs> Poor Lonlin. Lonlin, I'm so sorry. That's oh, all oh, great. It's all good. Uh, well, good. Good job with the fire, Lizette. Well done. Thanks. I, I'll try really hard. <laughs> well, you succeeded. You did. Uh, and the morning comes, um, and uh, Argentina Cold Hearth unfortunately doesn't have any food for you. Um, it says, right, I apologize. I'm not used to having guests, and uh, I don't think you'd be really like a fan of my diet typically uh, i also i ate on the thane and got kind of that reptile thing where i can eat for like eat a large amount and then not have to eat for a, a few weeks um but uh I, I mean i could maybe go find some uh like raw meat somewhere um or uh where would you like to be transported to olmenaeus uh, is that where you're going? Final destination? Um, yeah, that's the one. Lon Lin. <laughs> I feel like I've got like a an elephant in my head, or maybe an owl bear in my head. Would you? Would you? Maybe. Possibly. Lonlin will like kind of walk over to them and lightly pat them on the head and just say I, I think I'm going to let this one oh. settle for today you oh. won't, how will you learn anything uh, uh, alright uh, I guess yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, fair um, Almanaeus indeed please Olmenaeus? Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Um, I think actually that's a really good point. Uh, Emily, do you try to sleep tonight or do you try to stay up? I think um, given how drunk and also how injured Lizette is, because I think I only have like 14 hit points right now. <laughs> 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 um, she She can't ward off sleep anymore. It's not okay. long, like it's not like she gets a full night's sleep, but she just she's it comes to the point at the in the middle of the night where she can't ward it off anymore. Yeah, I think I think with that you remove that level of exhaustion, but you wake up with an incredible hangover. You, it's not like you're not at disadvantage, but everything is bright, everything is loud. Um, Salem, I think you also wake up with quite the big hangover for sure. Uh, and yeah, everything is just like too bright and too loud and everyone is shouting. Good morning. Oh, turn your mouth oh, down. Yeah. If you could just off. The sun is up and it's shining. Oh. It's a beautiful day. 
course, London's a morning person. <laughs> he looks so chipper, and she's just beaming at you guys. London, I'm gonna need like, like nine notches down. What do you mean? Yeah, that's that's the story. Yeah, good volume. It's a good volume right here. And I think Cricket wakes up, stretches, uh, kind of. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, and goes over and like instantly starts good morning, playing the piano really loudly. Oh, jeez. Oh, Lizette hides in her turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> Salem um, tugs their cap down over their head. <laughs> okay, a- after that, Longlin wouldn't make you guys suffer. And, and she would do the lay on hands on each of you. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh, you're so very kind. Oh, yay. <laughs> it won't happen again. Uh, I'm just warning you now. <laughs> <laughs> um, perfect. So, uh, Salem has said Olmeneus. Uh, anybody else contravening that? Or is everyone okay with going to Olmeneus? Yes, I'm good with that. Because that has no wherewithal to argue. All right. Perfect. Uh, in that case, uh, she will say... Right, so I'll send you to Omeneus. Um I I'm relatively familiar with the with the place, but I've never I've never stayed long, so uh there's a chance that things don't go perfectly right. Um and remember you're looking for information on some sort of band or circlet that allows people to be in two places at once. And I'm sending you to the well, I'm trying to send you to the same place that I sent, or rather, I'm sending you to the place I was trying to send, Madame Porridge. Before I do, I think you should all be very wary of that one. And uh, she'll turn to Lisette and say, Lisette, if you have a way of finding out information, I would suggest seeing if you can find anything out about Madame Porridge herself. Um, yeah. Yeah, she was right spooky. And like, not not like, like, good Lisette spooky, just like, spooky. Very violent. I do yeah. Her. <laughs> Salem rubs their arm a little bit. I've, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, Talking of information on various topics, uh, Salem, you mentioned maybe taking a trip to the archives in order to find out more about this band. Yeah, I reckon we ought to do that once we're in Elmenaeus. All right. I mean, I've got all my luggage there, and I expect, uh, you know, it'd be nice to get some of those things back. You know. Get there first, then open up the door into whatever extra planar. Yeah, you can. I don't know. I, I was going to, but I mean, I just thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, sounds like a plan. All right. Uh, who would like to roll a percentile dice for me? Can I just 
with the string of how things have been going. Um, what? You don't want me to roll it? You sure? I think <laughs> I have the right to take over this roll. Hang on. I've, I've only had four net one today. Yeah, um, that's what I'm scared of. Okay, hang on. Let me... Okay, here we go. But a natural one and a teleportation oh, check, though. I'm inspiring that. <laughs> Did you roll a natural one? No, I rolled a 14, which is what I think Matthew yeah. rolled last time. Um, okay, that is a 84. An 84. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I think you, like, she begins to cast this teleport spell on you, and you feel yourself, like, getting pulled somewhere, and she's like, no, 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 uh, somewhere, this place. Uh, and she kind of resnaps her focus, um, and you feel yourself get pulled. <sighs> through space and time um, and you arrive at the train station of the Olmeneus city of the city of Olmeneus. As you arrive, you see that it is a bright morning. Um, it is the train station is right beside the water, right on the lake of uh, right on this big lake on which Olmeneus sits. And you look out, you see the sun glinting off the waves and you feel like things are where they're supposed to be until you realize that, of course, Salem, your luggage is on a train that was badly damaged. Uh, it is not yet here. <laughs> the Peterson passenger liner has not arrived. And I think we're going to end tonight's session. Perfect. Oh no! <laughs> my luggage! Your luggage! Oh my god, the cliffhanger! No! no the wig! Oh, my luggage! <laughs> I've only got the one pink wig! <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time for another exciting adventure in the Dirty Twenties. What happened as Argentina sent Madame Porridge on her way? What awaits our heroes in Olmeneus? And will Salem's luggage ever arrive? Tune in to find out. In the meantime, visit www.dirty20spodcast.com, all spelled out, to shine your shoes like Sammy. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at dirty20spodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and if you send us any fan art, we'll be sure to add it to the website. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on whichever podcasting app you use. My name is Marcus Stusick. My players were Craig Chapman, Richard Chapman, Toby McGowan, and Emily White, with special guest player Matthew Hinton. Thank you for joining us, Matt. Until next time, friends, stay safe, stay kind, and don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs>